It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. There's those two and Ruben as well. Um, and then in the forward line, you've got you know, Ryan and, and Longy and, and Jack Williams and obviously half down back with Bazo. So there's just, you're going to see them together a lot in the next hopefully 10 years. Um, it's just going to be a bit harder at this stage with, with a lack of experience. But yeah, no, you're getting a glimpse of the future. That is West Coast coach Adam Simpson talking about the team's young guns. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to Izuza Ute bringing you the show today. You can live your own way in the Izuzu D-Max. Well, every Tuesday we are joined by this man. He's a West Coast Eagles legend. He's an AFL Life member. He's joined us on mornings thanks to New Farm Galaxy for flexible broadleaf weed control. You choose New Farm Galaxy. Josh Kennedy, who chooses New Farm Galaxy, welcome to the show. Good morning, Gus. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm okay. Made an 81 point loss. We've reached the point where I think I watched that game and I thought, I reckon they'll be a bit relieved after the first seven goals went on to Brisbane. <laughs> um, what, did, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. I don't know how you sound. Uh, I suppose the the first quarter, like I know the West Coast obviously didn't didn't score until obviously real late with Jack and um, yeah, the, the the pressure was there at the start, the first ten minutes, and it was kind of you know I thought oh boys are on, and then yeah, and as Simo talked about the floodgates kind of opened up, but um, it just seemed to yeah, it wasn't. I don't know Brisbane was scoring, but it just—I know the game didn't really seem really exciting from from either side. It just seemed a bit of a bit of a nothing. But West Coast just couldn't score, and 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 Brisbane just seemed to just keep kicking those goals. But it, it wasn't like, yeah, you sat there and you're excited that the brand of footy that Brisbane were playing. It just, yeah, it was kind of a little bit boring. Oh, I don't know. I found it, but then, um, but yeah, obviously uh, controlling the bleeding and, and moving forward with what West Coast did with, with numbers and owning the football, obviously seeing their marks, you know, a lot higher or a little bit higher than what Brisbane's were. And, um, it's probably the first time uh, we've seen that kind of momentum shift, I think, in, in games like this where the opposition get on top. And, um, and yeah, West Coast have been generally tried to play the way they wanted to play. And um, the, the game has really opened up to some big scores. 80, 80 points is a big, is a big loss, but, um, but it seemed that they were able to control the bleeding a fair bit in those last three quarters. Yeah, nine goals to three after quarter time. I think um, Adam Simpson, to use a footy yep. term, he sandbagged a bit, and I think he probably had to. I don't think yeah. they could afford to have another um, uh, another effort like they got um, against Sydney a couple no. of weeks ago. And I think the effort was there, Josh. Um, that That's what mm. I saw early in the game. It was just that they were getting outplayed and um, – so they were a bit bees to the honeypot, weren't they, early, where, where Brisbane were able to get the ball to the outside and own the ball on the outside, and, and West Coast did a better job of controlling that after quarter time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's what Brisbane is so good at. Obviously, the, the contested ball, they, they, I think they, they end up winning 122 to 96, and they've always been, they've got some pretty good inside mids, and, um, you know, especially from clearances, you know, they're, they're always pretty dominant in that area. So once it does hit the deck and um, having those guys in around the contest and being able to win it from inside to out, you know, that's where Brisbane obviously would look, um, look very dangerous, and um, they're able to do that on occasions and, um, yeah, get that. I suppose those goals kicked early in the 
game. But um, yeah, you know, so full credit to to the boys from West Coast in in, in putting the pressure and, and trying to at least control that bleeding because um, yeah, it could have been a could have been another big 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 loss. Tough question for you, mate. I know you take loyalty very seriously, Andrew Gaff. Six disposals yeah. on the weekend. It's been a tough year for him. Does he have to go back to the waffle, or do you just sit him down and rest him, or does he continue to play in the AFL? Yeah, it's a very interesting question, you know, and um, it kind of look, uh, I suppose, at times when I've had other teammates or I've been in that situation and, um, you know, as a senior player and the experience that you've had and the calibre, you know, obviously Gaffy has been in a bit of a form slump and, and he's working through that and he's been, you know, trying everything and sometimes you can you can really try too hard just to, to get out of these form slumps and it can be quite difficult. But obviously the way the game was played on the weekend didn't really suit into, I suppose, um, how Gaffy plays and, you know, West Coast had no really free-flowing uh, ball movement and it was pretty stagnant and uh, floating numbers back and pretty stationary stop, you know, kick, you know, he wasn't able to get into the game. So, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I, you know, whether Gaff um, Andrews carrying injuries and whether he needs a rest, um, whether he goes back and plays Waffle, those conversations will be between Simo and, and Andrew on, on what the best, uh, I suppose, scenario is and um, I suppose how many chances you do give, you know, senior players and, and, and letting them keep pushing through these form slumps. Sometimes it gets to a point where the coach does make that decision and says, mate, just have a bit of a rest this weekend, recoup. And um, whether he goes back and plays Waffle, I'm not too sure. I don't know whether... Andrew will get any benefit out of playing Waffle. Um, you know, you'd probably see him just have a rest. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, this week or next. Yeah, it's an interesting run because it sounds like they're going to have six or seven players running around the Waffle. So they will actually have to have a selection meeting this week rather than just yeah. put, putting the players yeah. in their positions. Um, did you? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know whether you were tuned into it, Josh, but did you um, did you follow the Waffle team's fortunes on the weekend and uh, in the game against Perth? They got pretty dramatic towards the end of the game. Yeah, I don't. I've watched a few highlights and a bit. I wasn't able to watch it on TV, um, on streaming. But um, but yeah, it's um, it was a very great effort. Obviously, yeah, it's it amazing. I suppose the back end of the game there, and um, I don't know to to see. I suppose what's been happening this year, um, and to have you know um, a game like that. You know, it does that. It's, it's really positive. Um, you know, and even just uplifting. I suppose for for a group that um, you know have. Uh, been inconsistent with players and players from here and there playing and, and, and not really having any consistency in the way they go about it. So it's um, obviously a bit of a positive there. Brady Hoff. Uh, we've talked a few. We've talked about a few of the Eagles' younger players and uh, the higher draft picks, but Brady Hoff's game on Charlie Cameron on the weekend was quite exceptional. And uh, tell us a bit about him. Oh, mate, he's um, yeah. I suppose he's he's someone who's just come in and um, you know, you give him a task or you you, you show him things. You know, I, I know that guys like Bung and um, Gov and you know, just showing him, I suppose, certain tricks and things to do, and he goes and practices, and then it comes out in his game. And he's just someone who, who just wants to have a crack, plays his role, does his job. He's not afraid to make a mistake, and if he does, he'll keep learning and. Um, you know, so given the task that he obviously had on the weekend with Charlie Cameron, and 
um, the kid kind of all goalless and um, he was pretty close checking and um, there's a few elements to, to Brady's game where you know you, you love him running off half back and um, delivering out to the wing or you know being able to push for like push forward and kicking inside 50 and, and obviously those meters gain were, were pretty minimal on the weekend due to the fact that yeah he was he was doing his job on on, on Cameron and um, yeah it's great to see you know he, never in doubt it would have been a, a big learning curve for him and, and a massive positive for and in belief in himself to be able to know that he can go out and nullify some one of the best small forwards in the competition. So it's another string to his bow because he can do that lockdown, um, and, but then also just play that, um, I suppose, receiving half back and um, being a part of a system. So he's getting a few string to his bows, and it's it's pretty exciting, I think, for the future for, for him. And, you know, look at a bit of a similar to, to Brad Shepard, I think, in the way Shep played. Shep was able to play kind of tall and small. Brady can, can, can do that. He can do a bit of a lockdown role. But they can also just play in a, in a back six system where, yeah, uh, plays the way that they want to play and also have that, that, that runoff half back. The, new, the noise continues about Tom Barris and the potential of a trade to Sydney in particular. Um, do you have any thought? I, I know I asked you about this last week and you sort of said you'd be keeping Tommy Barris if you were West Coast, but it's there um, at the moment where Sydney is placed as, you know, a, certainly a pick within the top five or six at the draft, which would enable West Coast to take Harley Reid, take another top tenner and really bolster their, their top end talent. Have you... Had any more thoughts about it? What would you do? Would you still do what you did last week? Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, for one. I don't. I don't. I couldn't see um, uh, Tommy actually leaving Scarborough and going to all the way over to Sydney. I don't think. Um, uh, I couldn't see him doing that for one. So I don't know how. Uh, I think he'd be pretty reluctant to be a part of that trade. But you know, yeah. I, as a business and as uh, as a club, you're always looking for the future and, and you know, progressive years post, you know, the one that you're in. And, um, you know, it's, it's West Coast feel like it is, is the right fit. And, and you know, I suppose Tommy uh, being the calibre he is, just a fairest player. And, you know, obviously West Coast do have a bit of that loyalty. You know, if, if he thought it was the best thing for him and his family to move, I think there would be something going on. But... Um, I don't think either parties would be um, would be inviting in those conversations. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a hard one to talk about because I, I don't think that it will eventuate. But you know, you never know in this industry. You don't. Um, obviously, when we talked last week, we were glowing talking about Shannon Hearn and Luke Shuey, what they'd been able to do against the Saints. They weren't able to get up, which is the other part of the equation here, isn't it? How well they can play and how often they can play. Um, your thoughts on them, if they're going to be playing 11, 12 games next season, does that make them viable? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they'll be definitely managed. I think the back end of this year. I think there's only seven games to go, so um, it'll be interesting to see how many of the seven of those two play. Um, you know, and, and Luke, uh, the way he played, obviously against St Kilda. You know, he, he gave everything, and uh, I know Simo's he saw him in his press conference. So obviously, he couldn't um, gave a bit too much, and yeah, wasn't wasn't able to get up for training. So. Um, that's just a, obviously getting older in his body, but um, it's great to be able to see that he's still able to, you know, push his body to the limit and, and give everything to the footy club. And, and obviously Shannon, who's had some um, injuries, you know, this year and, and back and forth and just managing. And you talk about a, even a six-day break going to Brisbane. A lot of, a lot of you know, this would have been planned regardless of what's going on 
previously with a lot of those older players as well doing the big trip over there. So, um, yeah, it's it's good to see them actually back and playing in form. Um, and obviously these rests, uh, there'll probably be one or two more, I'd say, with both of them um, leading into the back end of the year and hopefully then finishing off, yeah, this year with, with some consistent football. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Obviously, we're a bit rushed today. We're, uh, we believe there'll be a press conference at Gold Coast uh, to make it official that Stuart yep. you and the Sons are parting uh, company. Uh, but we really appreciate yep. your, uh, your thoughts and your insights on the show. No worries. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Josh Kennedy, he joined us on mornings thanks to New Farm Galaxy. New Farm Galaxy is the flexible tank mix partner to control broadleaf weeds. We'll take a break and be back with more of the show.